Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Drink Their Blood. Check it out. Yeah, and so... Oh, leave the meeting. (laughs) No, I'm joking. joking. (laughs) Leave the meeting now. The recording has started. I'm out. Are you a PR guy in here? Oh, Lord. So, hey, hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Ben, Jeff, Andrew, and Todd of Drink Their Blood. How are you guys doing? Hey, all right. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And we've got some fans, uh, Brandon and Jacob. How are you guys doing? Very good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm happy to see you guys. So, um, I'm curious, you know, uh, and you know, I, I, I saw you guys at, uh, Preserker and uh, loved your music and it was like totally enthralled. And I want to understand like how you guys got started. And I also want to get some, some feedback as to like your musical style, but first just tell me the story about how you guys got started and, and, uh, and how did you come up with the name drink their blood? <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's kind of, uh, it was kind of just like the thing that stuck and we couldn't really find anything better because it <laughs> was already taken, you know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, uh I, myself and, uh, the vocalist at the time, uh, were trying to form this band and, um, we tried out a couple drummers and then, uh, uh, tried out another drummer and he stuck and, uh, I guess we knew of a few bass players, so we asked uh, uh, Judson if he wanted to play. I didn't think he would because we were like metal, and uh, he's mostly, he was mostly like rock and Mm -hmm. punk and stuff like that, but he joined, uh, we got going. Uh, A lot of the main influences at that point in time were, uh, uh, I guess, like, Melt Banana, oh, uh, cool. Obscurity, and yeah. uh, uh, Between the Beard and Me, uh, a lot of, uh, like, one of my main influences that really show is, like, Morbid Angel, uh, the guitar yeah. harmonies. And, uh, Not just harmonies, though, like your riffs, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Um, and I can hear that Melt Banana thing, too. Cause oh, yeah, that, the plastic stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, got going from there. Uh, 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 had some a little bit of feuding in the band, so got <laughs> 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 a vocalist, and then got Mr. Ben here. Awesome. And then uh, yeah, from then on, we went for a while. Um, I guess had another. Band meltdown and, <laughs> and uh, it happens. Oh yeah, picked up uh, Andrew, Todd, and Brad. So, awesome, awesome. Very not cool. Now we're continuing uh, with uh, good new influences and very cool. <laughs> yeah, we didn't just just replace two members. We we gained a a third on top of it. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Jeff has been essentially 
uh, I guess, working with Todd since he was you know, considerably younger. So for him to come in was just kind of a natural extension. He yeah. has a very similar style, and they do have similar influences. How did you feel coming into it? Um, I was, I was confident that I could write stuff that would fit well with Jeff's writing style, just because like I grew up with the Drinker Blood sound, and he shared a lot of his influences with me. Yeah. So, so we we communicate really well when it comes to things like harmonies or ideas. Like he'll bounce a harmony off of me, or I'll bounce one off of him, and it's like, oh yeah, I know where you're going with that. Boom, boom, boom. So it's. Yeah. It flows really well together, yeah. but I think it's just from me growing up with the band that I was able to mesh in with the sound that these music did. I think. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And and how did you uh, pick up Andrew? Um. Yeah. So yeah. you. I'm curious. How, yeah. yeah. I know how it's, <laughs> we reached out to. Um, I think we had the total of five different people to come try out or at least show interest. We just reached out to um, our favorite drummers of different genres of different um, influences. Uh And um, it was pretty early on that we were were confident that Andrew was like the one, like the, what we do, you know, with a mix of um, pretty heavy drum stuff into more melodic drum stuff. We were finding that it was kind of one way or another. Oh, we, yeah. yeah. Great jackhammer people come in. Yeah. Or wanted to be real jazzy but couldn't do the fast stuff. Yeah. Uh, Andrew was, I mean, the fastest of anyone we tried out for starter. <laughs> also, he has a real good sense of groove to it, too. Cool. So it's not like we're going to some of the slower stuff and he's just. Yeah. Which sometimes calls for it, but I mean, you know, he's not just, just jackhammer mode. Yeah, I mean, we've known him from, uh, he was in a band called Flesh and Iron in Kalamazoo that was really awesome, um, and just kind of a fan of what he did, and, and um, you know, we actually started the whole drum tryout thing right before the pandemic, oh, so shit. Andrew, <laughs> still trying to meet up, like, we, we would tell him, like, you know, hey, you're, you're number one, but we have a weird opportunity to listen to a bunch of drummers right now, so we want to listen to them, and then, like, a year and a half later... Oh. Want to be in our band? Thankfully, he's <laughs> that was uh, drum tryouts are zero fun. Luckily, yeah. uh, you know we always had uh, Andrew. That I, I think that he would have, even if no one else wanted to try, we were happy with with what he was doing already. I was going to say the tryouts were fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, and so you guys mix. You know, you got kind of like a. There's death metal. There's progressive rock. There's, um, you know, hints of jazz mixed in there. All kinds of stuff. And um, I know Jeff, you touched on a couple of the, you know, you can definitely get the metal aspect from Morbid Morbid Angel. You can get kind of that weird um, noise rock thing from Melt Banana. Um, I'm curious about everybody else. Like, what were the influences for you, and and what do you think that brings to to um, Drink Their Blood? I can hit off this one. Um, my number one influence at the moment, still since uh, 2013, has been a band called Humanity's Last Breath. Uh, a guy named, I'm going to butcher his last name, I think, but it's Buster Olderhelm. Uh, he 
he, he gets the answers in and he does a great job. Uh, so I've been following him for a while and he, he's got a really eclectic way on how he likes to write his music. Um, mm -hmm. it, he kind of like breaks the rules. He doesn't really like follow everything you'd expect. He'll, if you've got a tempo going, he'll take a note out on the one so that the first hit of that measure feels like it, it dragged suddenly. Uh -huh. Then it like drops back into it. And I don't know, there's a lot of cool stuff that you can pick up from all over the place. Um, I guess it like started off with a lot of the metalcore influence, went more into deathcore as I progressed. Uh -huh. And now I'm trying to step away from playing as fast as possible and, you know, hitting all of these, you know, big breakdowns. Yeah. Working more so on the lighter stuff, getting jazzier and um, really nailing ghost notes is something that I'm trying to pick up. So, very yeah. cool. Awesome. And uh, Todd, how about you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, uh, I'm super, super heavily influenced by like broke era composers, like oh. uh, Bach. Like he's like top one for me. Yeah. So, like Bach, uh, bands like Cloud Kicker and uh, Intronaut, Gojira, uh, uh, even like some of the influences that uh, Jeff Jeff shared with me. Like uh, we're both massive fans of, of, of like. All, all of those things, so Jira, Intronine, Cowkicker. Um, a lot of uh, like progressive stuff for me comes from like Animals as Leaders as well. Oh, yeah. Big fan of uh, the stuff that Javier and Cowkicker do on the East Rings. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's the, the main reason uh, we're playing East Strings now is because of Animals as Leaders. Oh, I did. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are playing eight string guitars? Yeah. Fucking A. I mean, it's just that their hands are so big. <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggle with six, so I don't. I, I I'm not awesome at six. I I don't know how they do eight. I pick the thing up and it just feels like I'm holding a boat. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, I gotta imagine it opens up a world of possibilities. Are you guys like working on? Uh, I, I'm gonna guess so, but like some new music. Um, Oh yes. And plans for recording? Uh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. also recording here at um his studio here at Red Obsidian. Oh cool. So right now we've been kind of recording practices and ideas. Nice. Um I know there's two songs that like are completely done that just needs to be like learned by the band and myself. Uh -huh. Um but it's like when these two, these three guys showed up with Drink Their Blood, instead of, you know, our practice schedule had kind of gotten pretty scarce before yeah. um, our previous members decided to step down. It just kind of became a distance thing. And then uh, also maybe maybe a, a loss of interest kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it just didn't feel the same, you know, once the transitions had happened. Right. It kind of stagnated what we were writing and what we were doing because with a member so far away um, coming in from Muskegon to Kalamazoo, it was like once a month or once, you know, twice a month practice. And at that point you're practicing for shows. Yeah. So it's just to make sure you can be tight to play out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shows as practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely guilty. Right? Um, 
see you next month. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we were, were starting off with doing twice weekly practices just to get everything ready. Like, um, all the show stuff happens super fast. Like, like, Hey, uh, you want to play a show? Cool. You guys want to play four? Oh, guess what? It's in two weeks. Ah, all right. <laughs> Here we go. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome though. That's a good problem to have, I think. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know, I know you guys are, you guys are, are well, I should say, I, not, I know this, but you're in KZoo, right? Yeah. And so I'm curious because you have some aspects of this band. Um, did you, do you guys, were you familiar with thought, indus thought industry at all? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I came to Kalamazoo in 98 and they were like, I think it was either right when they became like the kings of the club soda circuit <laughs> or, um, right after they hit the peak and got signed by Metal Blade. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can't, I don't think that you can be in a Kalamazoo metal band without hearing of them and hearing them for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely have like, um, um, I can definitely appreciate some similarities just in the sense that they are, they were kind of also like, uh, you know, throw the kitchen sink at it and see what it does. And yep. there really wasn't any kind of boxes that they felt like they had to fit into. Right. Um, but yeah, they were, like kings of town you know like my little crappy band was trying to book a tuesday at club soda and <laughs> packing it on weekends you know <laughs> that's awesome uh so fans with bands is is about uh not just me asking questions but the fans so kind of want to open it up and see if anybody has questions uh so jacob brandon uh bonnie hannah anybody have questions hey uh good point before we start getting the questions let me throw yeah. Cash app link, five bucks a question. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get new merch. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, any of you guys got questions? Drop your Venmo in the chat. Oh, <laughs> uh, bless you. Bless you, counselor. <laughs> I had a quick question real quick. Um, when's your guys' uh, next show and where at? Um, the next show we have coming up is actually in Kalamazoo at Bells on November 2nd with Lakella and Lucius Fox. And um, our good buddy Derek is going to be doing, um, Derek Feltner is going to be doing MC and hosting for that and do some comedy in between. Excellent. Very cool. Uh, anybody else have questions? Jacob, Bonnie, Hannah? I'll continue to think about one. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, well, we've kind of talked a little bit about like, you know, the, your musical inspirations. Um, I'm curious about like, what was the first gig you guys played individually? Do you remember that gig? And what was that like for you? And uh, uh, any memorable stories you want to share from that? So like the first gig ever, ever? Yeah, first like, gig ever, ever that you played, so so bad. Uh, the very first show that I played was in the basement of a house party, and it, I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> uh, I think that the the very first like show that we played uh -huh. was uh, when I was in Eight Chakra. We played with sadomasochism at like the attic in Grand Rapids, and mm -hmm. that was big time, man. Like. <laughs> We were partying for like a week leading up to that show. We made it to Grand Rapids. And we showed up and like we were just like annihilated by the time we got there. We were just like been partying like the Pantera home videos for a week. 
playing our Grand Rapids show, and we get up there. Like, I, I still will watch that video, and it's humbling. Like, I know that we were switching guitars. We switched guitars twice in our 25-minute set, not for tuning reasons, but just to show off that we each had two guitars. Um, at one point, I was going like this. Camera. I forgot my part. Like, it's on video. Like, it was so Bush League. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, like, that was awesome, though. That was really yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think the first one, the one that I remember as the first time I ever played live was when the strut downtown used oh, to have yeah. the open mics. And I was in this shitty band straight, like, fresh out of high school. <laughs> no, I was still in high school for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was called Cicada with a K. And, um, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. That's, uh, key, that's a key piece right there. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, Started with a K? No. <laughs> That would have been really interesting. How'd you guys pronounce that? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Caseda. Caseda. No, uh, but yeah, we ended up going up there. I don't remember any of the music we wrote because, well, I guess it wasn't memorable. And then <laughs> on top of that, I, I remember specifically that was the only time we've ever apologized on stage. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, first first shows are humbling, but yeah. yeah Sorry yeah. about that, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing, dude. It was so good. And then it, somehow, I think it was only months, months later, it actually let us come back. So that was cool. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Is this on video anywhere? Uh, thankfully, no. No, oh, no. Oh, damn it. Ever happening? There's only my word, and that's that's what you get. That's yeah. It. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, who wants to go next? Todd? Jeff? Um, I'll go. So, my first one. Um, is it a band called Drink Their Blood? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was, um, I think I was like 18. That's uh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Todd. Sorry, he's just so young. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, playing bass in a band called The Pyrrhicist. That one was like Super prog, like all over the place, like eleven over eight time signatures and stuff. That was at Shakespeare's. Oh, cool! Yeah, that was that was awesome. I remember being like super nervous, and then we started playing, and then I was not nervous. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And Jeff, how about you? Um, I guess. Of course, like like Ben, uh, the first like actual time we played in front of people was at a house party, uh, and I was in a uh, a thrash metal band, and uh, very uh, influenced by death. Oh, and, cool! Yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, we played little house show, but like the first time we played, well, I'd say like the first five to eight years of me playing in front of people, I was just, yeah. I, I'm always so nervous. <laughs> yeah. like I, I just have to focus on what I'm doing, otherwise I'll, like, mess up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But fortunately, I've played in front of enough people where it's comfortable for me now. So That's cool. Yeah. Well, 
you know, I was going to ask you guys, like, do you like pre-show, do you have any kind of like pre-show rituals, things you need to do to kind of get your, 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 yourself ready to go? That could be like a beer or water, praying, yeah, to God, I, whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually pace. Um, I pace around a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still really nervous before every show we do. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, necessarily just performance, just thinking about everything that could potentially go wrong. You know, like, we get this, we get this, we get this. So, like, usually it's just like, hey, it's 5.55, you guys, 5.57, we gotta go, we gotta go. And so, like, it's like, uh, I don't know, I'm the nervous Nelly. And, <laughs> like, uh, uh, like, warm-up stuff, I really, really should do vocal warm-up stuff, but I don't. And usually it's because I'm just, like, running around and, like... yeah warm-up stuff <laughs> um, and plus like another thing like i haven't really found like a cool fun vocal warm-up stuff they're all real real dorky so <laughs> walk around like how you doing and i'm just going <laughs> 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 and in a corner door yeah luckily I, I haven't found like um when I was in Eighth Chakra, um, I had a shirt that I always wore that I never washed. I had oh, a sweet hockey jersey. Yeah. And by the time like I retired the guitar because it was just um, like the the black shirt had gray streaks from where that was, and like underneath the collar was all bleached white. It, that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do I pace back and forth to calm myself down or, or amp up? A little bit of both, I guess. Um, pacing for me is just like, um, like imagine you're on a phone call and it's right. a long call and then you get up and then you just start moving. It's almost like to get my mind off it, I think. Yeah, I do that. I, if I'm on a, if somebody calls me on the phone, I immediately stand up and start walking around. And I don't know why, but. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it is too. Like once we get there and then like, the biggest relief for the entire evening is if there's any tickets or money and that's all handled because like that for me is like like OCD counting on the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, twenty tickets. All right, I have I have three left. How many? How much money is that? I hear count this money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. so that kind of stuff like freaks me out bad. But um, you know, luckily um, there isn't like any kind of like set ritual that I I follow. I don't think maybe I should start one though. <laughs> I don't know. I really want to start one. Yeah. <laughs> you a group huddle? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Come drink their blood in their bucket of chicken wings. <laughs> Dude, I, we need to do it like the opening or the it's the final battle in the movie Dodgeball, where it's the Viper guys and they all come out of the uh, they all come out of the curtain with the smoke machine. Yes. Sponsored by KFC. <laughs> Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Anybody else with any pre-show things? Uh, water your breath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Key. Uh, I like a vodka Red Bull. Nice. Because, yeah. I mean, the vodka kind of chills you out. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. Uh, the Red Bull keeps your feet moving. That's, 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 yeah. uh, other than that, I don't know, a little bit of calf rage is for the same reason. And playing around with sticks as much as I can until I actually sit up on the seat. So, yeah, that's about it. Cool. 
Jeff, you got anything that you do? Check and make sure everybody is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, a, make sure everybody's set and try to fix as much stuff as I can. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. There have been more than a handful of times when Jeff has checked in on me if I'm either not standing up straight or uh, holding like a microphone cable in one hand and going like this. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's absolutely checks on everyone. Like that's a good thing for you, I think. That is that's exactly what you do. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, Jacob, Brandon, Bonnie, Hannah, any questions? Yeah, go for it. I got one. Uh, kind of conversely, uh, just I have pre-show rituals as an audience member. Um, when you guys go to shows like and you're not playing them, you know, you're an audience member. Do you have any rituals for, you know, get yourself ready to be an audience member? That's a good one. You know, we've actually talked about that at shows quite a few times. Well, especially for me, because usually if I'm at a show, I'm either playing or running sound for it. Right. So <laughs> when I'm, I'm just there to watch, I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have to stand here. <laughs> like, I'll find somebody to talk to. <laughs> Jeff's so used to be in the merc or in the sound booth, like running stuff that you see him standing with no one talking to, him, and he's just like, <laughs> uh, can, I, "Can I get that amp?" Like, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> you mind if I chime in on that one, Jacob? Yeah, please. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, definitely as an audience member, I kind of have my own, I think everyone has their own like ritual kind of things that they do for sure, whether they're, they're working or they're, if they're just there for pure entertainment, but uh, I'll try and find the biggest pole and just lean up against it <laughs> <laughs> for like the rest yeah. of the night. <laughs> try and find the, the guy or uh, the, the person with the coolest shirt and just start talking. Yeah. To them. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Like thinking about like, if I don't have to like shows going to shows, like I think to be in a local band, you have to like going to shows. You, yeah. I mean, there's no money here. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah. So yeah. it's like if you if you have to want to be in you know concert settings. So um, when I get to go, I like the relief of not having like a schedule. Oh, um, yeah. I like the uh, what Brandon said about like finding. I like to find a perch right away. You know what I mean? Like, this will be home base. This is our table. Come find me by the wall. Right. Um, and then I always, um, if I'm drinking, which I don't uh, get too nuts these days anymore, but I'll always make sure I have a water with me too. Because uh, I realize that like, if the music's going loud and it's a good time and you're thirsty, you're probably just going to slam whatever's in your hand. Exactly. And I learned that I will slam a pitcher of water just as easily as I will a beer if I'm thirsty. So <laughs> yes. that was a good trick. <laughs> ibuprofen. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't stress the importance of ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is our, this is our Motley Crue dirt right here. Yeah. What, do you, what do you guys do to party? Gallons of water and ibuprofen, man. <laughs> Find a table to sit at when we get there. That's usually my ritual is whenever I go anywhere, uh, I'll just find if they have a booth, I'm claiming it. <laughs> then uh, I'll get some drinks with you know whoever I brought with me usually. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, I'm guilty of doing this. I guess I'm always on the grind. But uh, I'll sit there and I'll compare myself 
to the drummer that's on stage at the moment. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll sit there and I'll critique it and I'll just be like, could I play that? I bet I could play that. Could I play that? I can't play that, man. But, <laughs> and then I was just, I don't know, I get enjoyment out of seeing like, okay, what did he do and do I agree with it or not? So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. They used to mosh, but yeah, it's starting to hurt more. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to I used to love being in the mosh pit, but I am an old man now, so um yeah, and I had too many like I had my let's see, that my nose broken at grip. Yeah. Um yeah. and my uh left knee dislocated at overkill. Ooh. <laughs> It was yeah. That did, was you, I, did you leave right away or did you stick it out? No, I stayed for the rest of the show. Yeah, oh, actually, I've got I'm, an interesting story that's kind of like that. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, and it happened to be at the last show that Greg played with you guys. Oh yeah. So when uh, their drummer resigned, they had one last show that they played down at Papa Pete's, and I showed up to support it. I went in the pit because got to support it, right? Yeah. Right. And I, man, <laughs> there is not only was the floor slick, so <laughs> oh, yeah. you could yeah. slip pretty easily. But yeah. on top of that, I was going around the outside of the pit, yeah. and I, I, you see it in slow motion when it happens to yeah. you. Oh, yeah. This chick, closed fist, <laughs> cocked me straight in the nose. Oh. <laughs> like there is. I was like, okay, because my mom rules, Todd. Yeah, that's, yeah, it was Ed's mom. <laughs> so I end up getting up off the floor, and then I go in. I go into the bathroom, and I'm just bleeding oh all over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So I don't know if my nose is broken or not. The set list ends, and then like Greg and like all of the fans run into the bathroom to take shirtless selfies. Oh, yeah. While I'm sitting there like this. <laughs> Oh, what a night. Oh, that's awesome. Good times. Yeah, that was great. Good yeah, times. That's one of the reasons why I had Omash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get hit in the face by Ben's mom anymore. My mom's in the chat. I, I don't know. That's Bonnie. I, I'm just joking, Mom. You don't punch anyone. <laughs> but when you do, it's really hard and it hurts. <laughs> and, uh, so we, we had a chat message uh, from Hannah that says, and it first started with moist, embarrassing show moment, which oh. that could be that could be fun too. But uh, that's actually ev that's every show for me, right? <laughs> every show. But then she changed it to most. So uh, how about most embarrassing show moments? And that might have been your first show. First show. But, yeah, that was yeah, the right. first show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's tough for me because, like, um, I guess in the spirit of rock and roll and whatever, I I usually am pretty outspoken and try to be funny at stuff so it's it's kind of hard to embarrass me because I'll, I'll try to do it myself already yeah one of the coolest embarrassing things i had a birthday party at uh some bridge street tavern in grand rapids for like my mom and sisters and like eight other people who got to yeah. witness this glory and uh we were up on stage and we were rocking out you know and i went to step my foot like this and stepped right through the stage which was awesome <laughs> Yes. It just was like, I, I remember getting my foot up out and like looking over at um, my buddy DJ and I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> we just kept going. No one got hurt. It was just badass. It was like a giant stop. <laughs> Put it right in there. 
That's awesome. I mean, I've ripped, I've ripped so many pairs of pants, like either getting on stage or um, at Skeletones this past week, I had to like be a grandpa and roll up on stage. Yeah, it was that's like, great. It was like as, as high as my waist, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> And, and of course, they, they, you you set all the other bands gear on the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, yeah, of course. <laughs> you literally had to either like straight squat jump up there or do the bend roll. I think I think to make it even a little more apparent was you know being an all ages show. Um, we get there and there's like kids who are maybe in high school sitting there like on the ground when everyone's getting there, and then I'm like. Yeah. Splash my AARP card to him. <laughs> hey, hold on, kids. We're gonna do a rock and roll show. Fifty cent off coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, anybody else have any questions for the drink their blood guys? Yeah, I got another one. Yeah. Um, I want to get some uh, some recommendations from from each and every one of you guys from like what you're uh, recent like currently listening to and stuff. What you've been what you've been really doing lately? Cool. <laughs> so I um I am like a huge huge Neurosis fan. Awesome. Um, they 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 slip in like weekly for me still. Like no matter how much new stuff I listen to, I mm-hmm. think their discography is so dense and so varied that. You know, you can throw on some of their earlier punk stuff, some of their middle, like, post-rock stuff. And then I, I like them all the way up until their most recent stuff where it's, like, a combination of the two. Yeah. So, I mean, I always, always listen to them a bunch. Um, I've been – I actually blame Drink Their Blood or give credit to. I always thought that bands like uh, Converge and Dillinger were really noisy, mm-hmm. like uh, ADD, Skits Out, Freak Out kind of bands. And then, like, yeah. because of them um, – and also because of that brilliant Mike Patton EP that he did with Dillinger, um, I started to see the art in it. And as kind of like a late bloomer to that whole math course stuff, um, I took on quite a bit of the Dillinger influences, nice. um, just in terms of how quickly they are able to just abruptly go and the whole band follows and it's weird. And <clears throat> so I like a lot of Dillinger stuff, but those are two, again, older bands. Um, the latest releases that I've gotten into, um, I love the new Wolves in the Throne Room. I think that is just killer. The new uh, Between the Buried and Me is insanely good. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to that a bunch. Um, yeah, I actually um, listen to um, that Wolves in the Throne Room like a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like on the top of my mind right now. I'm just kind of floored by that. Yeah, they're uh, they're one of my favorite bands, like easily, easily atmospheric black metal too. Like, yeah, they're right up there. And Neurosis with Souls at Zero for sure. Yeah. That that album's incredible. So absolutely. <clears throat> uh, there's there's one. Oh man, there's one band in particular that now I'm running through everything and I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> oh man, I listened to I listened to the video like forty times, and I, now the name's gone. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't listened to them already, I plugged it once. Humanity's Last Breath. Got to go check it out. Your guy's phenomenal. Um, I listened to all of his albums. I don't think there's awesome. really I don't really think there's a bad one. There's a couple of like EPs that he put out between 2014, 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. But 
they were still great. Um, otherwise, it's stuff like Bill Jarda, which he actually drums for. Uh, there's uh, Discarnate, uh, Reflections, North Plain, Rivers of Nile. Oh, yeah. Excellent. They kicked ass on Tuesday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Holy nice. shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, your typical White Chapel Lamb of God stuff like that, too, but I right, right. as impressed with your newer stuff. So, uh, gotcha. I just personal preference. I think before Brad joined, um, I was like the resident black metal guy. And Brad like schools me at that, so I can't even. I don't even have that title anymore now. <laughs> Brad is so black metal. Brad is so black metal. <laughs> so black metal. Yeah, it was like, hey, uh, I just listened to Immortal on the way here, so I guess I'm black metal guy. And they're like, he's like, oh no, that's like so mainstream. <laughs> no. It's just got the new Mayhem album. Yeah, I'm a wuss. <laughs> no, not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> like he, right, he's right. like Mister Underground with a lot of that and uh, the Doom. Gotcha. Oh, okay, so the that one band that I listened to the album to to the point of just losing it. Uh, Ulcerate, Steering to Death. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude. Ulcerates off. Their yeah. drummer is so good, so I'm just gonna. He's got a drum playthrough where it's just him, like album tracking. Mm. And I, yeah, I had that on my big screen in my living room, so I could absorb it by osmosis. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, that's uh, yeah, that's how I do it. That that album definitely has one of the most dissonant soundscapes I've ever heard. Yeah. It's just strange how they move from one part to the next, and I really, really like how they do it because it's just they're super crushing. But then um, it's the articulation that he puts into his drum pieces when they hit the slow spots, the atmospheric spots, where, you know, the guitars are playing only a couple of notes per phrase, but he fills all this empty space with, oh, man, it's not even just jazzy. It's just, like, abstract groove, and it's really cool how he uses, like, the bells and whistles to get it done. So, yeah. Right. Awesome. I don't know if it's a, a reflection of, um, I guess, the expansion of recording technology, or if it is just that, like, the bands that I'm friends with that I like, I really like. Yeah, but yeah. I find myself, when it comes to new stuff, honestly, this isn't just like trying to be like a cool scene guy. Like, what catches my attention are the locals lately. Like, the, um, like, Throne, Recorruptor, um, Lucius, Fox. Lucius Fox. Holy, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff actually has done recording with Lucius Fox. Uh, yeah. The last album, right? Not the newest one, but the the, the full length, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a yeah, two before that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like yeah. for me, um, I am probably I would say that I was the biggest Cavalcade fan, but. Jake this here, so I can't even say that. Yeah, don't even try to to compete with that dude on Cavalcade. Yeah. Oh, I know for real. <laughs> I'm surprised Cavalcade hasn't like made like a a cat, like a six eyed cat in a Halford outfit, like you know, like just for Jacob. <laughs> like, hey, what's this? It's like it's footy, it's footy pajamas just for you, and it's got like <laughs> cat all over it. <laughs> Oh yeah, 
Well, we got to put that in Brad's ear. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but I want a nickel every time they sell one. Yeah. In perpetuity. <laughs> it's not recording now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, awesome! But uh, what about you, other guys? What are you uh, What are you listening to right now, Jeff and Toby? Actually, a lot of uh, what I'm listening to right now is uh, a band I'm recording uh, called Something You're Not. And uh, well, technically, they're not really a band, but it's uh, uh, Dan and uh, uh, Jake from uh, No Breaks. Oh, cool! And, uh, Will. Tumba teeth, yeah, tumba teeth, and it's nice. still in no breaks. Cool, cool. And uh, uh, Juan Dean from Andor and uh, Shay from Guardrail. Uh, our, our, gotcha. Those two are doing vocals. Uh, we still have a, a, a couple uh, vocal lines to record, but it's man, it's really mean. It's yeah. really mean. Yeah, that's actually that sounds like a cool yeah. a collab. If you know, oh, if yeah. you know any of those guys, put pressure on them. Yeah. I'll, they're like, oh, I don't know if we're doing shows. Like, shut up. Do some fucking shows. <laughs> Level the state, you guys. Like, yeah, this is crazy shit. It's brutal. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Very cool. Yeah. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. But, um, for me, really, like, the newest thing that I've been listening to a bunch has been the uh, fluid, ex- fluid Existential Inversions by... Okay. Uh, it's a new intro not record. That one's really oh, good. Yeah, I've been listening to that. All right. Well, that one is really good. Oh, um, so good. Other than that, lately I've been listening a lot to um, the Richard D. James album by Apex One. That is really, okay. really good. That and uh, I have like, uh, is Deflorate or Deflorate, however you say it, by uh, Black Dollar Murder. Like that. Oh, yeah. That's a great album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's uh, a throwback I've been listening to. Hims has been popping up a bunch. I don't know if you guys remember them. Oh yeah, Himsa. I freaking loved Himsa. Yeah. Like I've just been on a binge this week. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. guys are incredible. Do what? Did they do like two albums or something like that? Right. Yeah, they did yeah. like an EP and two albums. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I was blown away. They yep. were. I, I still have that shit. Uh, I was like, what, "What? This this band's fucking awesome." I always wanted to see him. I never did. I actually like, got to see him with Black Dahlia and Three Inches of Blood upstairs at Skeletones. Oh, the wow. coffee shop upstairs, <laughs> dude. We like so I got the CD, uh, the uh, unhallowed CD of Black Dahlia, like from our local record store. Yeah. Uh, my buddy who was working there is like, "Hey, you gotta check these guys out. They're incredible." So we went home and like. I, if if it had grooves, we would have chewed it up at that. Point. <laughs> All that my band listened to, everyone had copies. Yeah. All we listened to, and then like, I wonder if these guys tour. We we're like, holy shit, they're from Michigan, and they're coming to Grand Rapids next week. Let's go. So we go up there, and of course, them being all ages or whatever, no drinking, no booze. So we got there really early, thinking it was going to be packed. So we went up to uh, Mulligans. And uh, definitely did some pre-gaming there, knowing that this was going to be all ages. <laughs> and got back, and there was maybe eight people total. Oh, shit. Wow. For the whole night. Like, it was like one, I'll never forget this guy and his girlfriend, and she seemed so grouchy. She was there, and he was just kind of putting his hands in her hoodie pocket with his head on her shoulder, rocking back and forth all night. <laughs> and we were just like hammered like it was way too old to be hanging out with like kids but it was like it was awesome like that was one of the coolest shows i remember ever going to that's awesome jeez yeah black dolly in the early roots yeah. Yeah. yeah hell yeah 
Yeah, the Himsa, the Himsa band was so dope. I, I remember they're just being kind of taken aback at how tiny their singer was, though. Like Danzig, like he comes up to my chest, like whoa! <laughs> you sound so big. <laughs> that would be funny to just walk up and say, "You, you sound much larger, sir." Right. <laughs> I'll get down on one knee and open up a backpack and be like, "Hop in, one. come on, I'll Chewbacca carry you." I like your band. <laughs> oh man uh any other questions uh jacob brandon bonnie or hannah i yeah, appreciate the rex guys thanks yeah man yeah, thank you no all right well i've got a question and that is what is the first album that you bought with your own money or it could have been a gift but like uh does cassette tapes count Cassette, yeah, I say okay. album in the general sense of a, of a recording. So let me see. I was gifted by my parents on Easter Guns N' Roses, Appetite mm-hmm. Destruction. Nice. Me and I think the very first tape I bought um, was me and my buddy went in on Injustice for All nice. on cassette at this really shitty music store in Lowell. <laughs> like this was back in like fifth grade when it first came out. I had to mow so many lawns. That cassette tape was like 20 bucks, and he and I went halvesies. Oh, shit. So it was like three lawns or something stupid. <laughs> and like, so <laughs> I, we ended up getting it back, and um, he, you know, this was before we knew how to, like, record or anything, so we would take turns with the tape. <laughs> and when the tape was at his, dad, at his house, his dad almost broke it because he listened to the lyrics to it. Oh, ridiculous! What do you? Uh, and I'm like, there's not even a parental advisory sticker on it. Show him your Slayer tape. <laughs> so like, um, I end up like, uh, he ended up uh, like putting it on top of his garbage can and taking out the garbage. And I snuck out there and got that tape later so I could have it. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 album changed my life. I think. Yeah, it's a great album. Great album. I think the first one that I was ever gifted. Uh, I remember it being Green Day's American Idiot. Oh, yeah. That's a good wow. one. But um, I think I remember the first one I ever... Yeah, I think I asked, but I'm going to say I stole it from my head. Uh, was Drowning Pools. Uh, i got to remember the album that had like, the bodies of the boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that full album, I used to play that on a repeat. Like, I don't know, I was probably somewhere between 12 and 14. Nice. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd, Jeff. Yep. Uh, sure. uh, <laughs> I don't remember the first one that I was gifted because I've been kind of listening to music for pretty much as long as I can remember. I remember uh, when I was like, because it was probably an empty replay. It was. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. What probably, was the first yeah. album that you bought, BitTorrent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, remember, I love that band. <laughs> like, I remember the very, like, the earliest that I remember, like, listening to music. I was really young, like, like five or six. And I remember, like, borrowing... My grandma's MP3 player, the little pill MP3 player. Oh, yeah. They had um, Wake Me Up by Evanescence. Yeah. Uh, 
and I listened to that like the whole night. I just stayed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. But I, remember, I do remember the very first album that I bought. The very first like physical album I bought with my own money, I think, was um, it was a Deftones record. I think it was like um, I think it was White Pony. White Pony. That or it was Madness and Many by Animal Computers. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Yeah. Both awesome albums. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Nice. And Jack, yeah, how about you? Say for me, the, the first album that really had the biggest influence was uh, uh, Injustice for All. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, old guys. Yeah, old guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in the back in the back in the nineties. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, and then of course got um, Master of Puppets and. And then started getting into like Megadeth. That's how I did it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that does seem to be a common way of how you get to Megadeth is through yeah. Metallica. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that usually leads you either to uh, Slayer or into um, maybe Pantera. You make a jump to Pantera. You know, yep. depending yeah. on the timing. You know. So yeah. Yeah, Pantera came for me after the Slayer Metallicas. I remember getting um, like holding. Because like the CD at this point of um, of South of Heaven, and like just oh. looking through the lyrics and yeah. the art and everything oh, and the yeah. sound of it, and like just convinced I was going to hell. <laughs> like just yeah. like this is it. I sold my soul for this right here. It better be awesome. <laughs> and it was awesome. And like, <laughs> like yeah, it was always like I I blame Slayer for. Like Metallica, for sure, like their musicianship, and I think that that's still like, I mean, if you say Intronaut, um, you know, Mastodon, a lot of like the super like epic, melodic, in time, super tight guitar stuff, syncopated drum stuff has been borrowed by Metallica since they did it. Right. And then I think it's like, for me though, Metallica wasn't really like a gateway into heavier, scarier. Maybe it was, it opened the door to Slayer for me, but like Slayer was like, oh, and then. Oh, what's this crazy Norwegian stuff going on? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Like, it just was like, how much more evil? You know? Yeah. And then now that you're older and you realize it was all just like Halloween capes and BS, like, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> awesome. But, like, I remember, like, oh, dude, I was looking at, I just looking at the artwork of that and convinced that I was condemned. That was yeah. it. Oh, yeah. When you go from Green Day to uh, Apon Death. Oh, you really, you've got a full spectrum here. Yeah. You guys ever heard Brain Drill? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think the first CD I ever bought was probably Rust in Peace, actually, oh, when, yes. from Best, from Best Buy when they still sold CDs. Yeah, man. So, yeah, hearing Holy Wars for the first time. That oh my god! Inter- that whole interlude part, I was blown away. Yeah. That that tune is fantastic. That and ha- and Hangar 18. What an opening track, yeah. too. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Jacob, I, I can't remember what yours was. I know we've talked about it, though. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, the first one for me was Paranoid Black nice. Sabbath. Um, I was a kid, and I had heard Iron Man, and I asked my mom, like, what is this? Like, this sounds so cool. And she's like, oh, this is Black Sabbath here. Like, let's go to the store and buy you let's one. Let's go buy you one, one Black Sabbath. And, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You're going to start one black Sabbath. Dude, I, I feel I feel extremely one black Sabbath, please. I would be I'd be saying it if she wasn't on here, but um I 
grew up in a very musical household. Um, I had a record player when I was like in kindergarten or first grade. It was a little suitcase and it opened up. And oh, cool. It fit like, uh, you know, like 45s. I don't know if it fit for 33. She'll have to tell you later. But um, my mom, you know, was a rock and roll metal kind of household. So growing up, like, you know, being scared of the Alice Cooper albums, uh, you know, listening to Black Sabbath on a regular basis, being scared of the I am Iron Man, you know, like <laughs> I was always like very much like um, in my foundation, I feel like was always like band stuff, rock stuff. And then um, the whole saxophone stuff came about in sixth grade. I wanted to be in band, um, but I wasn't like proficient enough at guitar stuff. And marching band at the time just sounded like the most awesome thing. I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're going to, this could be awesome. I'll be at the football game every single Friday, hanging on to a 50 pound saxophone in the rain. <laughs> what am I doing? But uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I, I always grew up like around the hard rock stuff and, and heavy stuff. And, um, you know, I think one of the good things about the relationship between me and my mom is that we're always still like turning each other on to new stuff like cool. as our tastes kind of develop and turn on and you know she's a big fan of a lot of the local stuff and a lot of local bands that are coming through so she's like oh cool they're playing i'll be there that's, you know? oh, that's super cool yeah, yeah i'm very lucky cool. i know yeah hell yeah um and is your mom bonnie yep that's bonnie all right so so bonnie can you hear us are you do you want to say what your first album was Oh, it's probably one of the ones I used to sit on and scooch across the living room. <laughs> like, I love that album. Now it's right. all jacked up. <laughs> all right, I did not hear anything from Bonnie. So, uh, how about Hannah? Can you hear us? Oh yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Well, they must be having some. What about you? What's your problems. first one? My first one. Yeah is uh elton john uh goodbye yellow brick road oh man yep, yep. That was a very i just listened to that last week yeah it's you know i still i still love elton john um you too that was you know that was my gateway into at the gates um it's a smooth segue you know yeah. right um, Benny and the Jets into yes, you know <laughs> nausea. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I would really be into Elton John uh, doing uh, his version of a cattle decapitation song. I think you could play it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that would be interesting to have, like you know, to do like a metal tune, but do it totally your style. Like so, for Elton John, make it orchestral, theatric. Um, yeah. Right. Sing it your way, but have it be, you know, the basic chords and lyrics from like, yeah, Cattle Decapitation or Slayer, yeah, you know, do South Heaven. Marcus, it'd just be like reading out of like a medical book. <laughs> Crazy <Crickety-otomy. Yeah. laughs> you Now I just want to, I want to hear Beethoven's Fifth with Travis Ryan on both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Acapella. Similar uh, that this exists. You're going to have to find it on YouTube, um, but... Uh, Die Art is Murder's Reign of Darkness. There is a guy that did an acoustically sung version of that. So oh, nice. he put like these nice chords, you know, over his guitar, 
but then he sang all of the lyrics. And all I got to say is that song's surprisingly beautiful in the darkest way. Um, if you like to eat people. Like, well, when you listen to it originally, uh, and I like doing this to introduce people into metal because they're always like, ah, I never understand what they're saying. It's all gibberish, garbage, blah, blah, whatever, right? Because they've never actually heard what they're saying. Yeah. So what I like doing is I'll show them the original, mm -hmm. and then immediately afterwards I'll look up this uh, acoustic cover, and the lyrics. Yeah, like I said, they're beautiful, and people are like, "Wait, he's actually saying that?" And then you go <laughs> back to the original, and he's like, "Oh, I can hear it now!" And I'm like, yeah. "Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh <awesome>. it's there." <laughs> so I've had that experience many times. I was going to ask you guys if you've had that same experience, where because I mean, honestly, sometimes I don't know. What the hell Jeff Walker's saying? Yeah, you know? and then I read the lyrics and I go, and as, well, same thing with you know Tomas from At the Gates. I, I love At the Gates. I mean, yeah. uh, they were my gateway, in, you know, artwork and yep. um, oh shit, the one before um, Slaughter of the Soul. Uh, um, hang uh, it. You know the red hand on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Terminal Fuck. spirit disease. Yeah, yeah, terminal spirit yeah. disease. Yeah, those were my gateways into extreme music. And when I first listened to At the Gates, I loved the you know the uh, orchestral classical music sound of it. But I had no idea what Tomas was saying. I, every once in a while, you'd get a word. But then if you read the lyrics, suddenly whew, mm -hmm. I could understand everything he was saying. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. You ever tried to get through an entire Black Tongue album? <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics are nuts, and uh, it takes you a little while to pick it up, but once it's there, you're just like, holy crap, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, there's cool. a lot of music I listen to that I don't know would necessarily register on, like, the metal scale. Yeah. But as someone that, like, tries to do lyric stuff, like, lyrics can be a make-or-break thing. Um, yeah. I'm hesitant to look up some of the bands that I don't necessarily... I uh, maybe not as clear as you know clean vocals, um, mm -hmm. just because sometimes it's like, ah, oh, is that really what they're saying there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I didn't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like I think that like if you go through and like some of the bands for me, like um, you know, heck, I'll even throw Dillinger back out there. Like some of the lyrical work they do on those albums, like will range everything from super, super pissed off to like almost elated, isolated. Like it has so many different like themes and emotions throughout what they're doing. And it just elevates like their experience for me, you know? So I can't say that necessarily anymore that I'm on my belly in the, in the, in the bed, like reading through all the lyric sheets and stuff like I used to growing up. I mean, heck, I don't even really get hard CDs any, anymore. Everything's band camp now, but you know, like when I do like, it's super rewarding to find like words and lyrics that I, I can relate to even more. And then it's like, well, I just got myself a new favorite song, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. good example on that one. Uh, the Humanity's Last Breath, they got a song called Tide. All the lyrics should be in the description in the YouTube video. Yeah, when you first listen to it, it's going to be really hard, like really tough to be able to figure out what he's saying. 
But then if you sit there with the lyrics opened up underneath it, it's like, yeah, it's a really cool experience. So yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always enjoy that when it kind of comes full circle and you're like, Oh, this is perfect. And then totally when you get some lyrics and you find out that they're asinine, you're like, Oh fuck, this ruined the song for me. Yeah. yeah. Been there too. It yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. It really can. It can take something that you thought you were hearing was like a meaningful thing. Yeah. And it's just like someone like, you know, getting the party pumping. And then all of a sudden like that, that gravity <laughs> came with it originally was like, Oh, Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, like every uh, infant annihilator song. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, dude, God. amazing. Love it. What are the lyrics? Never yeah. mind. Never <laughs> mind. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I love their music. And, you know, and J Jeff Walker, uh, is it his name's Walker too, isn't it? Is it uh, Waters? Jeff Waters. Waters. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Great you know songwriter as far as like thrash and, and shit but yeah the lyrics are whew. hopefully he's not listening to us right now <laughs> <laughs> we can scrub that right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's what like i think happened to neurosis in me when um i started to get through the lyric stuff it was like there was such like a weight to the entire package and that just like elevated it for me yeah well, guys, um, I've just got one last question, and it's a it's a group question for everyone. Um, sort of controversial, so you may have heard it before. You may have you may be familiar, and that is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Yeah. No pineapple. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No pine. No pineapple. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh man. And Jacob, I you had the you had that funny story about pizza before. We're but. 50 now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's Brad? Where's Brad? Yeah, yeah where's Brad yeah. in that? In yeah. That <laughs> he says pineapple. He's in. He's out of the band. Yeah. <laughs> Might be having bass player tryouts. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you know what, though? To be fair, I can handle it in super small doses, and I blame. Um, uh, What's the pork dish that I like so much? The Mexican one. Uh, El Pastor. Oh. oh, yeah. Bread eats pineapple pizza, is that? What? Yeah. Yeah, Brad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, this was uh, a great last I, interview. For <laughs> we're, we're announcing our, our departure in yeah. this video right here. <laughs> That's it. We're done. The pineapple question well, is fucked up. You and us. I will go get real pizza. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Green olives. Yeah. There you go. Uh, awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for being on Fans with Bands. Uh, Jacob, Bonnie, Brandon, and Hannah, thank you guys so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Chuck. No problem. Yeah. I, I, I plan to make it to a show. I just don't know when, but I will be there. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep having them just for you. Yep. All right. Awesome. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya. Take All care. right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Good one, guys. Bye. Thanks to Ben, Jeff, Andrew, Todd, Brandon, and Jacob for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. Drink Their Blood had a huge list of upcoming shows, so get out there and check them out. You won't be disappointed as they are an amazing band. Watch for updates on their Facebook page. And... See the show notes for all the details and links.
These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>